Our bets for tonight coming up in 20 minutes to wrap up the show. NBA, NHL. Tyler's going to scrounge up a college basketball bet or two for us as well. And we very much look forward to that. We'll play a little award market roulette coming up in a couple minutes here. But Ken, let's hit the other NFL news of the day. Dave Canales, Bucks offensive coordinator, going to be named the next head coach of the Carolina Panthers, who don't have a first-round pick now until about 21-42 after the Bryce Young trade last year. But no no, no first-round pick in all seriousness. This year for Carolina, the number one overall pick goes, of course, to the Chicago Bears. And Canales, Ken, obviously going to be tasked with getting Bryce Young on track for Carolina. Canales coaxing a great year out of Baker Mayfield, had previously done so with Geno Smith and Russell Wilson in Seattle. So he's pretty highly regarded, and uh, I think it's a lot's going to come down to how this offense is going to look. Um, any thoughts on Canales and what like this Panthers market might look like heading into next season? Uh, yeah, I mean, again, much like with Raheem Morris, like I don't know if it's possible at this moment to have a strong, like, I'm going to bet the over, I'm going to bet the under, like no matter what. Uh, for Carolina, I mean, you know, you look at the offensive depth chart on a piece of paper, and this is before free agency and before the draft, and got a lot of work to do. <laughs> Just like adding like talented players anywhere, any position on the entire field, uh, especially on offense. So yeah, the roster's terrible. Like he can, he and Bryce Young, like they, you know, that tandem. Yeah, like Bryce Young could play better, and in, in year two he could he could make some kind of a leap. We see quarterbacks do that all the time. But what should the baseline expectation be uh, that they're going to be really bad? And they're going to look they're they're going to play in an easy division again um, because even though Tampa like outperformed expectations, it's where Canales came from. Uh, they won't be projected to win like a ton of games next year. The Saints will probably still have the highest win total in the market, would be my guess, um, just based on projections going into this year and how each team played. But it'll be close. And, you know, you'll have some teams clustered in kind of probably like that nine and eight and a half range. That'll probably be where Atlanta and New Orleans and Tampa all live win total wise, like right around 500 or slightly better. And then Carolina is going to be fourth and they're probably going to be fourth by a lot. And that doesn't mean they can't win a lot of games again. Like think about how we felt about Houston. Think about how we felt about Tampa. Um, you know, and, and to be fair, both teams did it different ways, right? One team drafted a quarterback and one team had like a reclamation project as a quarterback and they were both still able to succeed. So, um, you know, ceiling is the same for all these teams like being a playoff team in the nfl is always achievable every year unless you're in kind of like an arizona situation where your your quarterback is going to be hurt to start there you have no chance of making it even if you have some chance to win games ceiling's kind of the same for all these teams and uh and what i mean is like you can you can do some stuff then you can win the, you can make the playoffs win a playoff game whatever um probably can't win the super bowl probably can't make the game and that's probably like a two or a three year kind of journey to get to that point What's amazing is the more we talk about these coaches getting hired, and we, we just hit on a couple of coaches being hired like in the NFC South, and we just had Tampa get eliminated a couple of days ago, so they've been like top of mind. And the coach that got hired by Carolina comes from the NFC South also, from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers OC, Dave Canales. The bet that I'm most excited to place uh, has nothing to do with any of the new hires, but it's a team in this division, and we talk about it a lot. I, I mean, I... It, the, the, the the Saints are really going to run it back with Derek Carr and Dennis Allen. I'm just like, give me this market soon, please, so I can bet the New Orleans Saints under this year. Just how are they? How is this team ever going over? How is it ever? Carolina can't be worse than it was last year. Like Atlanta's probably going to be better than it was last year. Maybe you get Tampa around the same nine and eight, eight and nine, whatever. How, this, the really like the Saints are going to be really good next year with this moron head coach and moron quarterback. God Almighty! It's like free money. It's not free money. 
But uh, I think it's a bet that's going to win, and I'm really excited to click just, the button. Just need to know the price and the number, obviously, too, because uh, I don't I. Not up on my 2024-5 NFL schedule, because part of the reason why the Saints win total was high, like the Saints, the reason why the Saints this past year were a really good bet is partly because of Derek Carr and Dennis Allen, but it was also because they were viewed as the big, like the easy schedule team. And like Mike Brown's writing in our chat, like you can search for it, like on the list of things I'm not going to do right now, that's number one. So like, we'll go over it later, but just like the last They'll year, play Green the Bay, Philly and the Rams, yeah. the Green Bay, Philly and the Rams, right. the other teams that came in second in their divisions. And I can find out what the cross match is like, it, the does, AFC it doesn't matter. Division that's my play. Like it doesn't like, like last year was the interesting thing. Like they were the beneficiary last year of the perceived easiest schedule in the league. Like that's why their win total was nine and a half. Their win total was not nine and a half because Derek Carr was their quarterback. It was nine and a half because of the schedule. And I chose to bet under because it's nine and a half and Derek Carr's the quarterback. If the schedule gets tougher, then it's going to be eight and a half or it's going to be nine or it's going to be something different. And I'll be honest, like that's a way, way, way worse bet to bet under. Like they're, they're going to go 500 a lot. That's the whole point is that they're going to go 500 a lot. Like this team's just going to like spin its tires and have talent and never make the playoffs. Or if they do, they will be the seven seed or the four with a bad record. But, like, they're going to win eight and nine sometime. Like, that was the whole point of nine and a half being good. So, like, my concern, like, I'm with you. I would never bet them to make the playoffs. I would never bet them to go and do anything in the playoffs if they made it. I would never bet Allen Coach of the Year. I'd never bet Car MVP. I'd never bet any of these things. But, like, if the schedule dictates it, like, there'll be an eight and a half or there'll be a, a lower number. And I, I wouldn't bet under on something like that. Like, the, the, the great thing about this year was the schedule gave you the entry point to make the bet. And the schedule will do that probably with another team this year where it's like, well, how are they not winning 10 games with that schedule? Be like, well, I don't know, maybe because we have no idea how good any team is every year and we just make it up. And then it's like, oh, cool, we get into the season. Actually, we were all wrong about 20 teams. Ha ha ha. Be like, cool, well, the Saints were nine and a half and that was that was pretty good. So just I w- want to know what it is, need to know more about the schedule because there's a chance they get rated more average. If they're average, I actually don't have a strong opinion. So they will play next year. The NFC South gets the AFC West next year. And New Orleans' extra game is against the Cleveland Browns. And that will be a home game against the Cleveland Browns, but obviously obviously not going to be easy. And their NFC cross-match is the NFC East. So they'll play the every team in the NFC South plays every team in the NFC East next year also. So definitely a tougher schedule coming up for the Saints this year than it was last year, and for every team, uh, for that matter, in the NFC South. Nick and Ken here on You Better You Bet on a Thursday. Before we get to the bets, next segment, Ken, let's uh, let's do at least one more here in a word market roulette in either the NBA or the NHL. Yeah, we can do one just the, that I think is kind of fun and kind of interesting. It's available everywhere. Uh, in the hockey, we'll do the the Adams Award, which is uh, – <laughs> we just talked earlier about the NFL Coach of the Year and uh, how I'm going to take, like I think, a pretty brutal L in that market. That's – that's going to be really tough. That's very frustrating. And if uh, if D'Amico Ryan's wins and just like whatever we revisited the hundred times, um, but coach of the year in every sport tends to be one of the most volatile markets because people's criteria for what they're looking for can be way different. Like I, oh, that team's really good. Oh, that team improved a lot. I like that coach. These are all three totally different things. And sometimes they lead to the winner. Sometimes all three of them are the same person. Whereas like most valuable player in the NFL, like, yeah, it's, it's the, you know, it's the quarterback on the team with the big numbers or in the NBA, it's like, you know, the guy who scores a lot and gets a lot of assists. Like we all know who it is. And in coach of the year for all sports, that can be much different. 
All right, so here's where we where we stand right now in the Adams Award Market Coach of the Year in the National Hockey League. The prices, as always, courtesy of our show sponsor, BetMGM. Rick Tockett, head coach of the Vancouver Canucks, your even money favorite, plus 100. Rick Bonus, head coach of the Winnipeg Jets, uh, plus 400. John Tortorella of hashtag Our Flyers is at 7. Peter, La- Peter LaViolette of hashtag My Rangers is at 14. Paul Maurice of the Florida Panthers is at 15. How about Chris Knobloch, uh, the interim head coach of the Edmonton Oilers, Ken, is next up at 16-1. to 1. All the Oilers have done is won like almost every game with Chris Knobloch as the head coach after he replaced Jay Woodcroft, fired obviously earlier in the season. There are other names on this list, Jared Bednar, Peter DeBoer, Bruce Cassidy, etc. But the names I read at the top of the odds board how are you handicapping right now coach of the year the adams trophy in the nhl yeah so it's it might it might be pretty straightforward but it but it might not uh here's what i mean the market is pricing things pretty much how i would right now with one exception and the market for hockey awards so we did nba awards in the first hour of the show nba awards there is no polling on anything except mvp right now uh, there was not a lot of midseason content produced, and there are a lot of voters. So even if there was midseason content produced, it may not reflect like the majority of votes or how people feel. So MVP is the only NBA award where I think we have like a clue what's going on with like really with like a lot of specifics. We kind of know the players that are in play. Rookie of the year, we know it's two guys. Defensive player of the year, it's probably go bears ahead, but like by how much and over who? We have no idea. Six man, good luck. Most improved player, good luck. Maybe it's Maxi, but has anybody said it? Everybody who's talking is saying not him. Okay, well, that's kind of weird. Um, NBA is just you're, you're, you're in the dark. You don't have a flashlight. You don't know what's going on. You're just trying to figure out what, what on earth is happening. Hockey doesn't work like that. Uh, for being a smaller market than in the NBA for awards, meaning like the limits are generally lower. It's not offered in as many places. The level of polling and exactly knowing where we are it's really remarkable. <laughs> like we, the, we have better polling in this and better ideas where we're than the NFL awards. Think about how many more people pay attention to those. Um, or the election. Greg Wyshynski of, Greg Wyshynski of ESPN does like a, an awards poll uh, quarterly, something like that. And so he had one maybe about a month ago. Again, this is like a lot of likely voters, uh, depending on the award, because the GMs vote for the goalie award, Vezina, so it's like not always voters. But uh, he kind of takes the, the temperature of everybody. And then the NHL's own official website does a series. They did it last year as well. They're doing it this year called Trophy Tracker. And it's literally like their panel of writers every month votes on every award, every award. Like you have a great idea of where we are on everything across the board. So the market is always going to be very closely tied to what those things say, because that's our most recent taking the temperature of how everybody feels. And this market reflects the last trophy tracker, Wyshynski poll, all kind of aggregated together. My question, I guess, is just going to be, so I think Rick Tockett is the very likely winner. Uh, Vancouver is maybe going to win the President's Trophy this year. I think Boston's going to win it, but Vancouver can have the best record in the Western Conference, can have the most points. They were 11th in the West last year. They started playing well last year. They're awesome this year. It makes perfect sense he's the favorite. Uh, Chris Knobloch, the name that you mentioned, received no support whatsoever. In the last trophy tracker poll, then obviously when Wyshynski did his thing, you wouldn't, nobody even knew who Chris Knobloch was when that poll happened. I guess my question is like, we're kind of far removed now from those polls coming out. When we take the next one, if Edmonton breaks the record for wins in a season consecutively, I guess my question is not like, is Knobloch going to win? It's just what happens 
when that happens. It's just, it's an oddity. It's not something that you have happen in an award market. It's again, historic. It doesn't happen every year. Okay. Like, yeah, this guy wasn't the coach at the beginning. Yeah. Edmonton was awesome last year. So there isn't any year, like they're not even improving year over year yet. They're still worse than they were last year, year over year. Like and a, a coach of the year doesn't typically do that. So I, I haven't bet Knobloch at all. I mean, I have like a little bit of the big price, but like I would not even remotely cover the other positions. And I'm just kind of like hanging out, waiting to see like, okay, I I think this guy might be compelling. Like if they went 20 games in a row, like if I think I this guy might be compelling. They're three short of the record, by the opinion. way, for most consecutive right. wins in a season. They're three short of the NHL record. And play the Blackhawks tonight. Where so so very likely, yeah. and then the, so the, the 92-93 Penguins hold the record at 17, Edmonton's at 14. Right, and like a heavy favorite to get to 15 tonight. And uh, and so, you know, like, okay, they get to 17, let's say they break the record, and the next poll comes out, and it's, let's say it's, I don't, it may probably wish Inskill to one of the All-Star break, that's in a couple weeks. Um, what happens? Like, is he going to, he's gotten no credit for anything so far, like not even sniffed votes been at zero even though they've been playing they were playing much better even when the the last poll was what happens if they break the record and is this a candidate that can really just upset everything because of how he's playing there isn't another candidate on the board that you can apply that label to and if if voters decide this is not someone that they're interested in because he didn't start the year because they have mcdavid on the team because they were awesome last year and this is just getting back to where they were so is that really an accomplishment these are all reasons why he hasn't gotten any support so far but like that's a lot different than hey you know he did something no one's ever done before and like 30 games from now they're gonna go you know, 45 and 10 or something the rest of the season, something completely would have won the president's trophy. If he had been the coach, he's the only guy I have. I have a total stranglehold on this market. This is not a brag. This is that I'm concerned. I, I have this thing locked. Like I I've got every angle covered. I win a billion on everybody and I'm still, there's all it's here's the rule of awards. There's always that one guy. There's always that one player where you think you have it nailed and then everything just flips and it's whatever. And I think it's Chris Knobloch. And until I like, until I see the poll and he still has no support, he's going to scare the bleep out of me. He really is, because it's like he's going to do something historic. He'll get some of the credit for it. They might still be like a top three seed in the West, and he's a big price. And what do you do when that happens? And it's how much do you cover on him? Do you want to like make the leap and bet him before? Because once the poll comes out, it's game over. Like if he's really up there, then the price is nose diving. So he, I think he's just a really as the win streak goes. So goes his candidacy probably. But if this thing starts to go three, four, five, six more games, that price might drop, or at least in the next poll, he gets a lot more credit. It, it makes it really interesting in a market that is pretty uninteresting uh, before Edmonton went on this winning streak. And it feels like Edmonton unlikely to get any other postseason award, right? Like oh, McKinnon looks like like it. I don't think so, McDavid. So, I, I think McDavid has no chance to win the Hart. I know he's and like, and like, right, But yeah. like, look at like, and I, I, when we're doing the segment today, I'm like, I'm looking at everything up. So I'm like prepared to talk about everything. McDavid's way behind McKinnon. Like way like, behind McKinnon. They're not games, even close statistically. And they were bad. And he missed games. Yeah. Like McKin McKinnon is... He's more likely than the price to win the Hart Trophy. It's just, it's not a great bet because you're paying like a minus price and they get the award in July. So it's not, it's not a great bet for that reason. The other one I'd be curious about, like, what if like Stuart Skinner doesn't lose again the rest of the year? 100 to 1 to win the Vezina. On the other side, maybe a little more on the Oilers that will give you all our bets coming up for tonight in the NBA, the NHL, and college hoops. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. 